Hello, all my littles and my bigs. It's Barbara Jarabek here with The Marvel of My Ordinary Life, episode number 20, Life of Lou. Here we go. Who, you ask, is Lou? Well, let's start at the beginning. Once upon a time, there was a little girl named Barbara who grew up to be an animal-loving and sometimes adventurous person, still named Barbara. That would be me. At the time of this story, I am about 58 years old, which, tell you the truth, that seems so young right now. In this story, I was on the lookout for a new dog. One of my dogs, named Lodi, who was a hysterically funny-faced white boxer with one big old spot around his left eye that was brown and black, the complete rest of him was white, very pink skin underneath, so you had to be careful that he didn't get sunburned, which who knew that was even a thing. Anyway, our sweet Lodi had died. In our family, when a dog died, we would quickly begin the search for another dog to rescue. It's not that we didn't miss the dog that had died. It was that somewhere there was a dog sitting in a rescue kennel, wondering how they had gotten there and wanting nothing more than to find a new family to belong to. We began looking, we meaning me, because <laughs> I'm pretty sure my husband was like, oh, maybe we could just have one dog for a while. But we usually had two at a time. So at the time of this story, we decided to go looking for another dog to keep Mel, our Labrador Bassett, company. If you go online, there's a site called Pet Finder which is just what it sounds like. You can find a pet. How awesome is that? You put in, I think I want to look for a St. Bernard. No, that would be gigumbus. I think I don't know what I want to look for. So I am open to looking at anything. And it will just bring up all these different, really cute pictures of all different dogs, boy dogs, girl dogs, big dogs, little dogs, medium dogs, puppies, adults, seniors. I saw the cutest dog. It was called a bull terrier. We call them Prius dogs because they look like those cars, those Prius cars with the slanty nose. That's what he looked like. And in the picture, he was black and white and he had the cutest little face and he was about 18 months old. I'm thinking, okay, that's okay. It's not a grown-up dog. It's in between. I looked up all the information that talked about how nice or how naughty it was. Did it like to play? Did it like to just lounge? around. And I thought, okay, I will go look at this dog. The place that I was going to is called Jelly's Place, and it is a rescue. This particular rescue was outside. There was like a big graveled parking lot and all these random kennels. The people were super, super nice and really seemed to care a lot about the dogs. I didn't want to go by myself, so I got my daughter, Catherine, to come with me. We decided it would be a good idea to bring Mel, the Labrador Bassett that we already had with us. It was going to be basically her buddy, and she would have to like it. Because when you think about it, you all, it's like somebody picking a friend for you and saying, hey, this friend's going to live in your house. Likely, you may share a bed. You may run around the backyard and be, you know, romping and pooping together, so you better like the dog that you bring home. We went to Jelly's place to take a look at this other dog. Here we were in the late afternoon. 
driving in the rain to look at this dog that we thought, oh, I bet you this will be just the one, black and white, about the same size as Melly. We drive all the way to Jelly's place, and poor Mel, she gets car sick. So she's in the back seat going, why you bring me? Why? Why? Why are we driving around in the rain? I don't want to be driving in the rain. I want to be sitting in front of the fireplace at home. But no, we are out driving in the rain just so we can find a new buddy to rescue. And we get there. We're super excited. And we go inside and they're like, oh, yes, we'll show you the dog. They go around back. They come around the corner and my mouth drops open. I'm like, that is such a bigger dog than I thought it was. You all, it was so sturdy looking. It was one big blob of muscle coming around that corner. Even the woman who was walking it was having a hard time holding on to the leash. Its little legs were kind of turned in. It was leaning forward and just boom, 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 boom. It had a mission and that mission was to get to that parking lot, smell those weeds, just see what there was to see. It really didn't seem interested in anybody or anything else. It just went right on by and Melly wagged her tail like, hello, hello. And then as it passed, she was like, oh, never mind. And it just kept going. The woman said, would you like to try to walk it? And I'm thinking, no, mm -mm, not really. I wanted a friendly dog. And this dog was like, no, uh uh-uh, nothing, nothing like I wanted. But I didn't want to just cross it off the list because I thought, you know what? Maybe it has to go potty or maybe it's just shy or maybe this, maybe that. I don't know why it's acting this way, but yeah, sure, I'll hold the leash. So I tried to walk it. I walked it like 10 feet and I was like, no way. It was just walking. It wasn't even trying to chase anything and I could barely hang on to it. So I just turned to the lady kind of laughing. I was like, yeah, this one is not for me. And I was getting really frustrated because we looked at quite a few in the kennels and I really hadn't seen anything that I cared for that I thought would get along with Mel. So I said to the woman, do you just have some little old dog that would get along with our dog, Melly? And she said, um, well, we do have one dog that no one, no one, zero, nada, no one in two months has ever come to see this dog. What? Okay, that's so sad. Where is it? And she whistles, you know, she makes it like kind of whistle. And she points to the kennels with one of those dog houses that's plastic and shaped like an igloo. And she said, hey, Miss Beagle, Miss Beagle. And this little face appears, this little black and white face looks out of the entrance of the little igloo. It looks over at our direction. Its little shoulders were up and its little head was down. And she just looked at us and the lady goes, okay, that's it. That's the dog over there. No one's ever come to look at her. And I said, well, does she bite? And she goes, oh, no, she doesn't bite. She doesn't eat much. She doesn't like food. And once she got out and she just took off running. So she's a runner, but she doesn't bite. And I thought, oh, well why has nobody looked at her? And she said, well, she's pretty old. I think she's about, you know, 10, 11 years old. I was like, oh, this poor little dog in the rain. Nobody comes to look at her. She's so sad. So I said, well, can you bring her out? So we walked across the little tiny bit of the parking lot into the kennel area opened up the gate, went in. Well, Melly was with us and Melly said, this is awesome. And Melly started running around like, oh, look at smell this, smell that. But the little dog in the igloo didn't even come out. She just went back in, 
turned around in a circle and plopped down with her head facing the other direction. It was so sad. And Catherine and I looked at each other and we go, oh, I don't, we can't just leave her. Like, this is horrible. She's all by herself out here. So I said, you know what? We'll just take her. How much is she? $50. And I was like, okay. My daughter was like, well, we're just going to take her and then, then we'll see mom. We just can't leave her here. But I'm not sure if I want to keep her, keep her. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm keeping her. I'm not going to return her, poor little dog. Millie was sniffing her and wagging her tail like, are you okay, Grandma? Because you be real old. <laughs> this little dog was just, oh, just whatever you're going to do. I'm going to go with you. It reminded me so much of Winnie the Pooh's Eeyore. Always like, oh, well, this is my life. That was how this dog was. We scooped her up, first put Melly in the back seat, and put Catherine in the back seat. And Catherine actually had Grandma on her lap. She just lay there. And we thought, oh my gosh, what is Dad going to say when we get home with this little dog? It's a Grandma dog, and she's just like not even no personality. She's just existing, but she has no anything, no spark. In the family room, where everybody usually was, I put a kennel, I put all sorts of soft, soft, cushy things inside and a blanket inside because the woman at the kennel had said she likes to cover herself with a blanket. And I thought, well, that's a weird way to say she likes to be covered by a blanket. Oh, no, no. This little dog liked to physically cover her own self with a blanket. She'd grab the corner of it, flip it up in the air, and then quick snuggle under it as it was coming down so that you couldn't see her. She was just a blob of blankets. When I brought her home, took her outside, she didn't want to step on the grass. She thought, what is this green stuff? I don't want to go potty on that. So I'm just going to pee right here on this gravel. I was like, okay, you do you. Brought her back in the house, put her in the little kennel. Left the door open on the kennel, but just wanted to give her a safe, cozy space to be. She went into the back, curled up in a little ball, kind of nestled under the blanket, and then just sighed and went to sleep. A day came, a day went. She did not come out to go potty. She did not want to eat. She just stayed in that little kennel in our family room facing the other direction. I knew that it was going to take some time, although I'd never had a dog that was this shut down. So we just kept talking to her and talking to her and trying to offer her food. And it occurred to me, this little dog was so old. Maybe there was something wrong with her. I did take her to the vet and the vet took one look at her mouth and said, oh, this little dog's teeth are so bad. Her teeth were so rotten, she couldn't chew, but her mouth was so tiny, she looked like you got a beagle and shrunk it. So she was a tiny little dog with a tiny little mouth and tiny little rotten teeth. Well, no wonder she wasn't eating all those months. We got tiny food for tiny dogs. I didn't even know they made that stuff, but that's what we started feeding her. It's about the third or fourth day. She's actually stuck her nose out of the kennel, looked around, and Melly runs over, wagging her tail. Hey, hi, let me show you around. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go in the backyard. I'll show you. Melly does this little, which looks like a rocking horse. Melly does. 
So Melly's rocking horsing herself to the door. Gets to the back door. I open the door very slowly, walks outside, goes into the grass, and starts howling. If you've ever heard a beagle howl, it's something else. And she was barking and howling and barking at howling at nothing. Here's a strange little dog who doesn't eat, hardly leaves the kennel, and now she's howling at nothing. I thought, oh no, my family is going to be so mad with me. Maybe fourth day that she started slowly wagging her tail really back and forth real slowly and looking at us and coming up and like, hello, hello, do I even have a name yet? Well, we'd been thinking about what to name this little one. And the neighborhood that I live in has all the names of little old-fashioned women, Frederica, Lucille, Mildred. So we decided to call her Lucille. So for short, we're calling her Lou. Come on over. You must be so hungry by now because she's barely eaten anything. She just looks at the bowl and she goes, I can't eat food. It never feels very good. So when I offered her the tiny food for tiny dogs with tiny mouths, she took a bite and she was like, oh, I can eat this. She ate the whole bowl of food and wanted more. And I was thumping myself in the head thinking, this poor dog, she has never really been given the right food. No wonder she was so hungry. She now came in and out of her kennel. I said, forget it. She doesn't even need a kennel. So we put her bed next to Melly's bed and she would just lie there and kind of look around and then she'd get up with Melly and they'd trit trot, trit trot their little whiny noises like hurry up, hurry up, let's have dinner, let's have breakfast, let's get going. Then we'd go for walks and oh my gosh, you guys, this sweet little dog was a nut nut when we got out. I'm taking her for a walk and she sees another dog Half the time, she was like, well, hello there. And the rest of the time, yeah, woo, 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 with her little hound bark and wants to go over and be all tough. And I remember one time these two very nice ladies were walking past us, and Lou decides, I'm going to bark at you and your two dogs. And Lucille put on the brakes and backed out of her collar and runs up and starts like getting all ferocious as much as like a tiny little dog can be and the ladies are like ah and I'm like sorry 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 and I kept trying to pick her up and I would pick her up and she's wiggling and wiggling away and I just kept saying I'm sorry she's new she's a rescue I'm really sorry she was so hard to get home she really wanted to go chase those other dogs and I still have Melanie with me who wants to just roll over and have her stomach run by these two ladies. She's oblivious to the fact that they're like yelling, get away from me. She's like, no, 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 I'm the nice one. Rub my belly. With Melly on one hand, trying to kind of gallop ahead, I've got Lou, who's squirming, brought her home, went immediately to the pet food store and got a, a harness that I could Velcro on her really tight, tight enough where she was not going to get out when I walked her. I noticed one of the weirdest things about when I walked Lou and Mel. Melly really was a panter after you'd been walking for a while. Mouth open, panting, panting, panting. And she loved to walk in all the puddles. Lou never panted.
granted. She never even opened her mouth. She just walked quickly, 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 trip trot, trip trot with her little mouth shut and looked like she was blowing bubbles. She was just this foamy mouth little creature. I thought, you're interesting. I even brought her to the vet and said, you know, we have this problem. She won't pant. And he's kind of looking at me like, yeah, no, I mean, she won't pant. She must be boiling because we're going for walks, but she has her mouth closed and she's just blowing bubbles. Nope, nothing wrong with her. She just doesn't pant. So I have a no panting dog. He did say that when she blew bubbles like that, she was probably getting tired and she probably wasn't going to be a dog I would take for miles and miles of a walk. So I thought, eh, okay. I already couldn't take Mel for a walk. That if I took her too far, she would literally just collapse and not be able to get up. Now I had two dogs I couldn't walk. Lou did her funny thing every night where she flipped the blanket up in the air, crawled underneath it. Super good about letting me know she had to go potty. I'd hear tick, 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 tick. Her little clicky, clicky, clicky nails coming down the hall. Like, oh no, she has to go potty. Get up, go outside. She would go onto the back deck and then turn around and look at me like, I'm not going unless you're coming with me. I thought, rain or not rain, I would go out to the edge of the deck in the middle of the night, let her go pee. I remember once we saw a possum. She did not see the possum, which was good. She'd be like, yeah, I'm just a little old lady and I can barely go on my walks. But she'd see something she really wanted and she would, boom, take off after it like, woohoo, I'm going to get you now. We, meaning me, I saw some cool stuff when I was out with her in the middle of the night that I normally wouldn't have seen. You know, I saw the possum awesome, bats. I saw a beautiful full moon, shooting stars, and I never would have seen that if Lou had not gotten me out to go potty in the middle of the night. Sometimes when she'd come in, I don't know what that dog was thinking, but sometimes she'd come in the back door, start running around the house in circles like an actual puppy, wagging her tail and rocking, rocking, rocking like a wild woman. Gosh forbid the front door swing open. Well, once it bounced, and then I realized I did not hear it click. And I looked and Lou looked, thought, uh-oh, which of us is going to get to the front door first? I started running. She started running. She made it first out the front door. Thank goodness it was garbage day because that dog loves garbage. Get some turkey out of the refrigerator. Just bring me the whole pack. Except Lou was no dummy. She's like, yeah, if I come get that turkey, you're going to grab my collar and then I'm going to have to go home and I'd rather go digging in all these garbage cans. Finally, I got her close enough where I could get hold of her collar and she thought, oh darn, you got me. Over the years, Lou definitely slowed down. Couldn't really go more than around the block. The bubbles coming out of her mouth would literally touch the ground, which was weird and slightly embarrassing when you'd walk (gasps) by people and they'd look at her like, what is wrong with your dog? She's foaming at the mouth. And I'm like, yeah, she doesn't pant. That's just how she is. Maybe a month ago, she came to me trembling like her whole body was shaking. Thought, oh, sweetie, what's wrong with you? She was trembling as though she just didn't feel well. So I ran her to the doctor. He gave her a big old shot of something, something. And within an hour, she was acting like a puppy again, <laughs> running all over. Yay, best life ever. So we gave her this medicine. We gave her that medicine. We gave her a pink pill. We gave her a capsule. Everything we could. Going just great. Like the best time ever. We put up the Christmas tree. She came over and started messing 
house and with the ornaments. On Christmas Eve, I looked over and I said, look at Lou, what's wrong with her stomach? That's not right. She looked like a mama dog that was going to have puppies. And she was looking off. Wrong, wrong, wrong. I ran to emergency with her. A super nice vet took a look at her and said, has this happened before? And I said, you know, I took her to the vet because she was trembling and they said there's something very wrong inside her belly. But these medicines that they gave her, they hoped this would try to fix it. And the vet looked at me and said, I'm so sorry, but I don't think what she has is something that can be fixed. I think that Lou's life is coming to its end. And she looked at me and she thought that I would be very upset and burst into tears. That's not how I think about the end of life. She had come from somebody who loved her since she was a puppy. Lou was accidentally let out of the house and found herself on the streets, then found herself at the rescue, then found herself at my house. So I had given her a good life. She'd had a good life before. She could not live to be a hundred or a thousand. She was a dog. And her life was over and she knew it. She just wanted to be on my lap. So the vet had me go into a special room, kind of like somebody's family room, only at the vet, where I sat on the floor and they put Lou on my lap. She had deep breaths, deep breath, and then a deeper, slower breath and a slower breath. And I said to the vet, is she falling asleep? And she said, I think what's going to happen She's going to fall asleep and her heart will stop. And that will have been Lou's life. So I just said, Lou, you are the biggest rascal. Of course, your last days are going to be on Christmas Eve, you little rascal. You were the queen of the house at home and you want to make sure that none of us will ever forget you. Well, don't worry, little dog. We will not forget you. Life is good. Lou had a whoop-de-doo life and that is what we will remember. Life of of Lou. Here's to 2022. The only time I'll be getting another dog is when Melly goes, and I do not think she plans on going anywhere for quite a few years. Go ahead and rescue a dog. Go to a kennel, take a look. They all have stories and just want a family to play with them, love them. They all will take their own sweet time to get to know you. Have a great new year. Stay up late if you want or go hide out in your room and go to bed early. But happy 2022 to you all. See you later. Bye.